everyone, welcome to Schoolhouse, where we believe every parent has what it takes to help their child learn. We're here to give you practical tips and encouragement so you can be a confident learning coach. This is the space where school and house meet. I'm your co-host, Mary Stackhouse, and I'm joined by our host, Dr. Erica Carr, and today is all about friendship. Erica, why this topic and why now? Well, many children are still experiencing learning at a distance. So, right. you know, this is something we know. Not mm-hmm. all states and schools have gone back face-to-face. And we know that some parents might actually be opting for virtual learning options for the long haul. And, of course, we know this is the result of, you know, the shifts that the pandemic mm-hmm. brought us over the last year. So with all that in mind, social skills and opportunities to build those skills have really taken a hit. Yeah. Uh, it's, and, it, and this is something that's very important for parents to remember that like everything else children learn how to be social Mm -hmm. they learn by watching the examples that adults set for them and they learn through interactions they have with their peers absolutely and you said children learn how to be social so how can parents teach friendship and what does it take to be a good friend so when you and I were talking about this episode, Mary, we were talking about all the things that we know make a good friendship, right? right? And luckily, I think we were able to boil it down to three areas that parents can really pay attention to okay. and then help their children develop and strengthen it. Mm-hmm. And those are listening, giving, and apologizing. Okay, let's start with listening. All right. So as far as coaching your child to be a good listener, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like as parents, we have this is a constant thing that we're trying to help them do from the minute that they're born or at least mm-hmm. mobile enough to walk around because um, we want them to listen to us and not put their hands on things that can hurt them or exactly. get in situations that can hurt them. So um, we're always coaching this, of course, but we're talking about listening in the context of being a friend. Mm -hmm. So that looks like um, telling your child and teaching your child how to ask good questions Yeah, and being genuinely interested in others. And I said a little bit uh, a few minutes ago that it's about them seeing us as adults being good friends. So the great thing is they are always watching. So when Mm -hmm. we're interacting with other adults, If we're trying to get them to be good listeners in a friendship, we're going to model that. Mm -hmm. They're going to see us asking questions that are getting information out of other people that a friend would want to know. And, Um, And yeah, in order to ask questions and take an interest in others, you know, they've got to be observing. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, um, and I think sometimes... You know, when we're talking about like coaching this and helping a child actually do this within a friendship, early on as they're making their first friends, so to speak, they may not know what kinds of questions to ask to be a friend, right? Mm -hmm. Or like, how do I show interest? And you've, you know, maybe you've told them like, make sure that you're, you know, showing interest and that you're sharing, taking turns talking Mm -hmm. and listening, um, sharing the airspace, but they're not going to really know what this means. So one thing that we could do as parents is give them good ideas for questions to ask. That is a good idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So that also requires us as parents to be paying attention to their interactions with their peers because then we'll know what questions 
to tell them to use mm-hmm. and how to guide them in that way. So when it comes to listening, pay, paying attention is a part of that. Um, so Erica, talk about what that could look like in action. Yeah, I think when we're paying attention and observing so that we can help our child make and keep friends, um, like I said, this is going to be paying attention to the interactions maybe during a play date. Yeah. And, you know, and and obviously um, I did mention, you know, early on as they're building their first friendships, but this applies to an older child as well. Just kind of paying attention to what's going on with their social lives. How are they Mm -hmm. talking to their friends? What do those interactions look like? Um, But in terms of paying attention and what we can do, to guide them in those interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, a great example is, you know, if there is a play date mm-hmm. or um, if friends are over and they're hanging out, if they're older, really observing how those interactions are going and even coaching your child on the sideline. So I'm mm-hmm. envisioning you know, they're playing in the living room or the back porch and you're listening, you're you're just sort of noticing mm-hmm. that maybe the friend is not engaging in the activity or the play or the mm-hmm. game, whatever it is. So that's an opportunity. You can ask your child, you know, hey, I want to talk to you for a second. Um, and then you just have like a sideline conversation like yeah. a coach does. Mm-hmm. And you get to suggest, what if you asked your friends what they want to do. Yeah. And and that's then great. that's helping them to realize, wow, that is a part of me paying attention and listening mm-hmm. is is asking them what they want to do for the play and yeah. how they want to be in the friendship mm-hmm. or in the um, interaction. So that's one thing I can think of is just making sure that um, we're coaching our child to pay attention to the friends in a way that makes the friend feel welcome, seen, heard mm-hmm. and valued because if your if your child then goes outside and says you know what would you like to do would you mm-hmm. like to do something different mm-hmm. oh my goodness how cool is that for the friend yeah. to be able Absolutely. to lead the way at that mm-hmm. point yeah yeah that's really good so listening's not just about something we do with our ears but it's also paying attention and yes. observing and yeah we, that's a really good way to put that and yeah. I hadn't even thought about it but yeah. you're exactly right mm-hmm. that's exactly what we're talking about So listening is number one. Giving is number two. Talk about that. Okay. What can that look like for children in friendships? Yeah. So you and I um, were looking at an Instagram post earlier today because we were doing a little research for this episode. Right. Uh, But I loved it because it was eight ways to be a good friend or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm. But it caught my eye because one of them um, was, you know, they check in on you. And it just made me think of this concept of giving because when we're talking about giving here, I mean, of course, you know, little gifts and just little trinkets, tokens, even if it's pick a flower and give it to Mm -hmm. the person. I mean, that's obviously really cute and um, things that we want to encourage our child to do to just make others feel good. But that idea of just, you know, they check in on you is also a form of giving because it's you paying attention, which we just talked about, mm-hmm. um, and listening potentially to what your mm-hmm. friend needs, but then also checking in after you've listened and found out that they might be going through something or mm-hmm. they may just um, need a friend to yeah. hold space for them mm-hmm. for whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really is giving. It's giving your time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's giving True. your energy. Right. And 
And it's giving your thoughts. It's giving your, you know, that is being thoughtful as well. Mm-hmm. And those are all things we know when we think about like a good friend. Mm-hmm. Those are all the qualities. So, Absolutely. like I said, when we boil it down, that's all a form of giving. So, mm-hmm. being generous and thoughtful and encouraging your child mm-hmm. to really think about what others might need that you can give. Okay, so the third one you said is apologizing. So, what can that look like when it comes to children and friendship? Yeah, this is a tough one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think this is one that parents probably wish that they could get their kids to do on their own mm-hmm. a lot faster than they do. You know, this is usually something that it takes a long time for children to realize when they need to apologize. Um, but I think here, when we're talking about it in the context of friendship, we know that we make mistakes with humans. We just do it. We're humans. That's what we do. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. So when we do something that feels, um, I'm going to use the icky in a friendship, Mm -hmm. um, we have to help our children see that and help them have and show humility and awareness of other people's feelings. Yeah. And to actually take the step to apologize so that they are intentionally repairing the friendships yeah because that's how you keep a friend you Mm -hmm. know and I mean I just remember and I'm sure you have the same exact thing but growing up I mean of course there were tons of friendships and relationships that you know things happened there was the drama you know in air Mm -hmm. quotes yeah uh, especially when you're in your tween years and into the teens um And I think it's great when we can help kids realize those moments where they may need to apologize early on because it's just a skill that will carry them through life. So um, I think that's really important when we're we're coaching friendship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because conflict of of some kind is probably going to come up in a friendship, Mm -hmm. any friendship, you know, and being able to get past that and communicate through it's huge yeah yeah you want to keep that friend yes yeah and so. it, i mean that's also self-awareness mm-hmm. it is and if in it i think i think if you think about it in what we've said you know listening giving if we're coaching our child to do those things they're going to naturally develop yeah. a higher level of self-awareness so mm-hmm. this apologizing step might be a lot easier if they're already doing those other things. Yeah. Um, But I do think it's also important for us to, just like we said with um, the listening and coaching them on the sidelines Mm -hmm. of a play date or something like that, um, it's probably important for those first few times we need our children to apologize to coach them with key words, giving them the words that they should use to actually deliver the apology. Yeah, That's a great idea. Yeah. Because it's intimidating for kids. Yeah, it's got to be. These are such great tips, you know, to help kids be good friends. So how can parents help children put these skills into practice? Oh, that's such a good question. I would say getting them, and, and this is where, you know, when we're talking about why this episode, why now, we know that there are probably still limited activities and opportunities to be involved with other kids. Not Maybe not so much um, in the near future because we know, everybody's transitioning back to school pretty soon. Um, Sports, for the most part, have um, already been going on for at least a few seasons, if not just, you know, this last season. Uh, So there are, we're gradually getting back to some of those opportunities. But if you feel like your child needs uh, more 
interaction with other children or you just feel like, you know, gosh, in the last year we've just lost a lot of that, which I know a lot of parents are feeling, um, helping them get involved in uh, activities. So sports, um, I would say even art classes and some like drama, singing, some of those Mm -hmm. things, because if your child doesn't like sports, then they need, they still need something. Rec departments have Mm -hmm. various activities that are available. Um, And then even some online opportunities Uh, that would be a great way to practice being social (laughs) in, let's face it, an environment that's never going to go away. Like, we're all online for the rest of our lives, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't Mm -hmm. see that changing. Um, So if we think about it, even for us as adults, we know we've had to transition to developing those skills in a completely different way because of the presence and prevalence of online um, life. So any of those things, but really just putting them in an environment where they are having interactions with kids their age so that you can pay attention, mm-hmm. but then also um, they have the opportunity to just practice what you've been telling them along the way and showing them as you interact with your peers and your friends. This has been such a great discussion. Um, so many great tips for parents to help their kids be a good friend. Yeah. I love it. Um, any final thoughts? There is one thing, one other thing that I would love to share. Okay. Uh, so I have a teacher friend in South Carolina, actually, and she posted something today and it just was like, oh, that's it. That's it. Um, and she, her name's Erica too, but her, she said, be someone you want to be around. And yeah. I thought, man, that's this whole episode. That's so good. Yeah. That basically sums it up. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Don't forget to join the Schoolhouse Conversation on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Schoolhouse Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. This episode wraps up Season 2 of Schoolhouse. We hope that you found this valuable. Please share any episodes that have been helpful to you with your parent friends. Thanks, guys.